following show is for comedy only and is purely for the sake of entertainment. The stories, characters, and people affiliated with this show talk about hypothetical situations for laughs. Listener discretion advised. San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? my heart and mind and you warp my soul your stone walls turn my blood a little cold San Quentin may you rot and burn in hell what's going on man not much just you know another another day in the in the hell world (laughs) (laughs) yeah how has it been since you got banned uh I mean it kind of sucks because I can't really, uh, my, my journalism for lack of a better term and my t-shirt sales were my only source of income. So it's been a little sus. now. Oh no, I totally forgot about all that. Yeah. So now I kind of have to start all over. So that's not been fun, but but rebuilding is terrible. Yeah. Otherwise it's just same shit all over again. So, yeah. I mean, you're not straight. You're not a stranger to it. I hope you catch back up soon. Yeah. Hopefully. But um, anyways, uh, I, I like I told you in the DMs, I brought you on. We're, we're talking about um, Tho Bishop and Dave Smith uh, talking mm-hmm. about unleashing the police. Hoppe's big uh, – actually, no, no, no. That wasn't the Hoppe theory. That was Rothbard, wasn't it, who talked yeah, about unleashing that was, that the police? Was, that was Rothbard's paleo strategy. Or in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. So – um, I, and I want to be fair. I don't want to be, you know, I, I've been, um, I've been accused of, and I have also acknowledged times where I have overcorrected because of my, my past employer, my past history. You know, I was a bootlicker. I was not law enforcement. Some might say not law enforcement. Some might say law enforcement, but I have been known to overcorrect sometimes. I don't think this is one of those times, but I want to also be fair, unleashing the police with accountability, um, with without immunity on on the homeless population. Now you uh, you had some pushback, obviously, to that. Yeah, um, I, I just, especially after the lockdowns, I, I really am sick of entertaining that the current police policing system in America is ever going to be used for what people think it's going to be used for. And we've we've had that proven time and time and time and time again. And the argument, it's weird because it it comes from my localist perspective that I push all the time. The argument seems to come from, you know, guy in, in Sugma nuts, fucking Kentucky, middle of nowhere that has two cops in a sheriff's department and no homeless people being like, yeah, unleash the cops in NYC. Where yeah. it's like, like, okay, you don't under, you don't live there, you don't understand what's going on, and and you don't understand the complexity of these issues, and you're you're just ignorant to it, and you your trust in the police after the lockdowns comes from the fact that you were in a rural area and not from anyone who had to experience what happened in the urban centers, and it's still happening in the urban centers today with with the homeless, and in particular, uh, coming off of the lockdowns, how the homeless were treated during COVID and what happened to them. I, I yeah. see very, very little addressing of this issue from the, the larger LP accounts, because I, I think, I think a lot of them do you know, just revealed their mask off kind of opinion on the homeless. And that's why they haven't been paying attention to what they've been doing to the homeless community using COVID as an excuse. So that's and- kind of my thing i i will say this you did have some pushback from dan berman who is a uh, in in uh in my opinion of one of the best pragmatists that we have in the community a friend of the libertarian friendship simulator show that i'm also a part of um real good guy real genuine guy definitely pushes back against the mainstream libertarian voices um and you had him pushing back but you also had those big names dave smith and um, I think Tom Woods was also involved in it. And again, yeah. I, nothing wrong with those guys. I love those guys. One of the uh, gr- best voices in our community. And I do disagree with them sometimes. And this is, this is one of them. 
uh they live in big cities and they definitely were like i i don't feel safe uh bringing my children to playgrounds um because of the homeless and 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 uh they're not the rural voices you're hearing they're they're the city guys saying unleash the police i mean uh, how do you feel about that you you um and uh, tell me if i'm going too far um out of your comfort zone but you used to be homeless yourself yeah and and i definitely just think like once again we're jumping to conclusions of like there's there's needles and people doing drugs in parks uh are you sure that only homeless people do that in parks because i mean i me, me and my friends used to go and fucking smoke weed at the playground all the fucking time and we were not homeless you know oh yeah no that's me just, that's just that's like an immediate hang out yeah yeah that, that's just an immediate jump thing of like of like oh you know th these are guaranteed homeless people so that's one thing and that's the main thing I, I kind of call out on this is it is inherently collectivist the argument of you know, every, every single bum that's sleeping on a bench are the ones that are harassing people on the street. Every single person who's homeless is homeless because they're a drug addict or they're lazy and not because they've been fucked over by law enforcement. Right. And in particular, I had, the, I had this whole podcast with uh, Clint a long time ago on my old channel about the eviction crisis coming up and how um, it, it's particularly egregious to me with what happened to the lockdowns. I'll kind of go into explain of libertarians not caring about people's private property if they're homeless. And, and what I mean by that is during the lockdowns and kind of with, with homeless people in general, when they sweep people off of public property, it's not like they, they say like, oh, we'll pack up your things. You got to go or you're going to go in jail. More often or not, they confiscate or destroy all of these people's collected property, whether it's their tents, their clothes, wow. their phone chargers, whatever. And, and that's in general. With COVID in particular, um, this happened several times in Michigan and also happened a lot of times in LA. They said, due to the threat of COVID, we're going to take you guys all off the street and we're going to put you in hotels and we're going to okay. take all, all of your stuff and we're going to put it in storage units. And for a homeless person, it's like, okay, that's a good deal. I'll go sleep in a hotel. Yeah, that sounds and, great. But what happened? And, yeah, and, and then they would for like let the homeless people stay there for like a week or two, and then the contract or whatever would expire with the hotel, and they would kick all the homeless people out. So they'd be back on the street or the shelter if it wasn't a hotel. So then and the all people, their shit's gone. Yeah, then the people would go to the police and be like, hey, can I get the key to the storage unit where you have all my property? And that they would have already incinerated, trashed, or lost all of their property. So you're, you're talking about some people, because yes, they're it, like, I'm perfectly fine with accepting that half of homeless people are people that do not want your help. And they are either mentally or chemically or, you know, just philosophically, they want to be homeless. But you look at the other half, you're talking about a group that continuously has to build up and pull themselves out of a situation and they are targeted by law enforcement and their property is destroyed. And every time their property is destroyed, they have to start over from scratch. They have lost their shelter. Maybe they lost their cell phone, their phone charger, you know, tools that they were using to do odd jobs and stuff like that. The cops will take that and throw it away. And that's and everything fact, to them. That's your whole lively, like that's your life. That's everything to you. Yes. And, and, and like this, you know, a lot of people are trying to abstract this and to be like the, just the argument in general, where I'm not, I'm looking at this in context. And in particular, when you, when you look after the lockdowns and in particular. Okay. okay we're no. back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, um, what we were talking about before, I don't know what happened, but, uh, that the police are destroying these people's entire life because they're incinerating their shit without telling them. Yes, and, and breaking it, throwing it away, whatever. And then um, the point I was getting to is, is people try to say, like, in the abstract, in, in a philosophical bubble, is it okay to use the cops to sweep people off of public property? That's a different discussion. I'm, I'm talking about now, post almost two years of lockdown, uh, you have places like Echo Park in, in Los Angeles, where the majority of the people there are either homeless veterans or recent victims of lockdowns. These people okay. lost the, these people lost their job and then they were evicted despite the order being against evictions and immediately put on the street. So they were just fucked because of what the government did. Not their and, fault, yeah. because of what the government did. And, and I know there's a there's I know you're an egoist and like mutualist adjacent, I think. And and I know how you feel about landlords, but there's plenty of landlords for those ANCAPs out there. I know 
I'm I consider myself black flag now, but you know, that's a completely different story. And caps who care about landlords, there are plenty of landlords out there who uh, have the story of they can't evict the people from their properties who don't pay rent because the government has prevented them from uh, kicking people out. So there's tons of landlords out there who are living out of their cars that have three or four different houses that they own. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, drug users on the streets. Yeah. So like I said, like if, if this argument was being made pre-COVID, I would be less incensed about it. But but after COVID, like me being an example of this, of I was um, I was living with a friend. I was not on the lease or anything like that. And my business got destroyed by lockdowns. And my friend, quote unquote, not really a friend anymore, is not obligated under any degree to honor the lockdown situation, you know, like right. they, they, they can't, can't go to the, you know, I can't go to the government and be like, oh, well, I have a right to not be evicted, whatever. I couldn't pay bills. So he kicked me out. And for recently, this was just last year, there was a solid week or two where I was facing homelessness and I barely, barely got out of it by finding a very cheap kind of shitty property and a job last minute. And I look at this and I see like, okay, if I would have been fucked then, and I had to like sleep on a bench or something like that in a public park, these libertarians would be okay with the cops coming and likely confiscating my property that I, I had with me in my car, impounding my car, arresting me or beating me up because I just got fucked over by the government. And that's absurd to me. Like, like again, I'll say it again. Like if this was pre-lockdown, it'd be different. But post-lockdown, like, are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny hearing the different people talking. I know Dave Smith quoted it before. And, and I, the reason why I'm stuck on this is because he had the bishop on and he was the one who mainly interacted with this tweet. But um, I'm not stuck up Dave's ass. But uh, he talked re uh, before about minarchy. And minarchy, the, the quote that he used was, um, I don't believe in the government and I think they're bad and I think they're terrible at everything. So I'm going to only give them the job of the most important tasks. And so working with law enforcement in my past, um, a, a lot of those guys are power hungry monsters. And so, and you see things that they do with the homeless, you know, uh, like Kelly Thomas, for example, we, yes. reached, we reached 10 years, uh, 2011, Kelly Thomas, a homeless man who was schizophrenic and they beat him to death. And while he called for his father, and he said he was sorry while they were beating him to death. Now, when you say, well, we want to use the police, but we only want to use them for murderers and rapists. And, and you know, we don't want them use like leaving needles in the park. OK, yeah, that's fine and well. OK, I think anyone can agree that my child who doesn't exist right now, but if I had one, should not play in a playground with dirty needles everywhere you know from heroin addicts or blah 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 whatever story you can concoct in your head of course we can agree on that if there are cops we should use them to find murderers and rapists but are they just going to do that are they only going to do that you know if you take qualified immunity away don't you think that they think they could get away with it i mean you go back to there are plenty of examples detroit in the 70s the detroit hotel massacre where they had no accountability and they fucking killed like uh what three or four kids because mm -hmm. they happened to be there. You talk about um I don't know I, Kelly Thomas Detroit. You, I mean, there's plenty of stories. Infinite, infinite example, and and they acknowledge this, but like there's still this presupposition of like you know it 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 also it also holds in it just a lot of assumptions of okay, so we're going to be aggressive and hostile on public property towards vagrants and it's like okay we'll define vagrant to me is it somebody who looks like a bum then okay we're putting restrictions on like how you can dress and like what level of personal hygiene you have to have and blah 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 and you're going down all these characteristics and you can say that's pedantic of me but you're empowering the police department to do this yeah. So the so police are going to get innocent people and a lot of innocent people. And the supposed libertarian argument or the anarchist argument is that it is not worth it to, you know, even, even justly punish six guilty people if it results in one or two people who are innocent 
being punished. That that is the whole black, you know, Blackstone's formulation, whatever. So when you look, when you look at, you know, because this this all started with with Tho Bishop um, quote tweeting about hostile architecture and about uh, a tweet about how in Grand Central Station they've removed all of the benches and the seatings because homeless people could sleep on it. Right. And he's like, well, they should just clean it off. And I'm like, you realize that if, if you're an old woman trying to get on a train now, because of the actions of others, you can no longer sit down. That's what the reality of what hostile architecture does. You can't park somewhere. You can't, you know, take, you, you can't lay down and rest. You can't sit your stuff down, whatever, because they needed to deal with the homeless problem. Take that and extrapolate it to how the police are going to deal with this. Innocent people are going to be caught up and fucked over by it. Like, period. We, we already see it, with example, with um, public intoxication in New York, to where there is countless stories of random people getting arrested or attacked or detained by undercover uh, crime prevention units in New York City because they assumed they were homeless because they were sitting on their front porch or like out on right. the sidewalk outside their house drinking and the cops just saw them and like, oh, well, that's a bum and just fucked them up. And like, okay, that's that's going to be the result of your unleash the cops fucking mentality. That's so funny. Congratulations. They have a gang war. They have an entire gang war going on in New York City. They're worried about the homeless. But, um, you know, and, and you know, if you're if you live in Chicago, if you live in New York and your problem is with the homeless and there's an entire gang war happening, Chicago, is they've always had a gang war happening, it's constant. Uh, never-ending gang where New York, from what we learned from Toothy in a couple episodes ago, uh, is that they recently have had a gang war that's been lasting about five or six months um, between the uh, Bloods and the Crips and the Gangsters Disciples and the Mexicans and yada yada. Um, your problem was with the homeless. That just puts things into perspective. You know, you would rather have people who have houses who are killing each other over drugs and territory rather than dudes who are trying to find a safe place to sleep at night yep so. and, and and uh you know there's there's a great picture of all of the in new york city of all of the sidewalks being taken up by those covid bubbles kind of things okay and and somebody brought it up is like oh well they're okay with tents on the sidewalk as long as people aren't sleeping in them and it's like, <laughs> yeah ain't that a bitch ain't that kind of perfect you know but clown world man <laughs> yeah clown world <laughs> And, and that's just, that's just the thing too, is, is, you know, this, this comes from a failure to acknowledge that the government is the ones that are creating this problem and making it so bad. And anyone who just looks at it as like, oh, well, these are dirty drug addicts who are, are causing problems and being, the, these people might not want your help, but these people aren't, they don't want to be in public. They don't want to be in your park shooting up heroin. They don't. Yeah. They might not want to be in your shelter or get your help or whatever, but they would prefer to be in a warm place of their own and do their own thing. Right. And the best example of that is the ongoing like war between the anarchist community and the government in LA and San Francisco to where you have continuously individuals using their own money and product and time to either build tiny homes and allow people to like portable tiny homes and allow people to sleep in them. And the government has come in and shut those down, destroyed that property and find the people who made them. You have the guy who all he did was build a trailer and hook it up to the back of his truck. That was a, a portable mobile shower system. So homeless people could bathe and shave and whatever, so they could get a job. The city of Cal the, the city of LA took that property from that guy because it was not registered or whatever and destroyed it. So there, there is infinite examples of people trying to individually solve this problem and the government stepping in and destroying it and, and ruining it. And what the people that say unleash the cops do not realize is they view it as government is neglecting the problem. Government is not neglecting the problem. Government is happy with the problem. Government wants the homeless. They want the vagrancy. They want the needles in the park. So you will go to them and beg them to do something about it, and they will get more money and more power, and then they will use that money and power on anything but solving the issue. And this is supposed to be a fundamental thing that every anarchist and libertarian understands, but for some reason, because it's the stinky bums, it doesn't apply here. So that's your that's your answer. That was uh, I, I, this was going to be my follow up question. But is that your answer? I know that some people are saying, well, obviously, what we'd want is privatize this and blah 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 that. 
your but the 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 question uh that a lot of them posed was your immediate solution to the problem to get these people off the streets so that my children aren't in danger at the park at the playgrounds i guess was a spe was the specific issue is that your immediate answer is government well, stop stop fucking around with these organizations trying to help well, that, that would be my midterm solution. My immediate answer is, as I view that argument as stupid on its face, because it, it the, the presupposition that's put forth when you make that argument is that these people, once you call the cops on them, e evaporate or something. They just go away, which anyone who's, who's dealt, e even in the policing side of the homeless problem, understands that, okay, you kick that bum out of, your, out of you know, the, the playground you're talking about. Well, okay, then he goes to the bus station. Then you kick him out of the bus station. Okay, he goes to the alleyway behind someone's house. You kick him out of the alleyway behind someone's house, he, he goes somewhere else. So you're not solving the problem. You're not making it to where those people go away. You know, you're just essentially, instead of doing- the can. Yeah, instead of doing your laundry, you're shoving it under your bed and being like, well, this is the immediate solution to this problem. It's like, no, you're going to push it off to someone else. And the government and, has- yeah. And, and the, even the argument that- the government isn't doing this is bullshit because the government has been doing this. We, there's been articles going all the way back to the early 2000s of local city governments just taking a bunch of homeless people, arresting them, putting them on a bus and driving them over to the next city and then dumping them off. So like all the while, who knows if that's actually a bum, you know, it, it, again, right. you know, like you said earlier, it could just be someone who looks bummy or someone yeah. who's doing drugs who is has a home and you know gets manhandled or killed by the police god forbid yeah so like like the government's already doing the the dave smith though bishop solution they do it all over the place they take people from miami florida and they dump them in oklahoma they take people from oklahoma and they dump them in denver they take people from california and they dump them in texas they've been doing this for a while and the solution hasn't and the problem has exacerbated because again these people do not evaporate you know, so yeah. unless you're going to permanently detain them, which at that point you've essentially made it illegal to be homeless, you or or, or you solve the problem, then unleashing the cops is doing nothing. Essentially, you are just moving the issue around in a big circle. You know, they they destroy the tent cities in Kalamazoo, Michigan, on a like at three every three month basis, and then another one pops up because these people don't disappear. So you have, to, you have to deal with the fact that these people exist and that you're going to have to find a way to solve and help these people and that just throwing violence or throwing money on the Democratic side of it is not going to fix the solution. And that's, that's my main issue is, is, you know, people say like, Magnus, you're not offering a solution you're, well, or your solution will be, won't be useful until later down the line. We have to deal with this problem now. I'm like, okay, let's deal with this problem right now. What you are suggesting is not dealing with the problem at all. It's just yeah. removing it from your safe space or your eyesight and putting it in someone else's. There's no longer bums in your neighborhood. The bums are in the next neighborhood. And then they kick them out. They'll go to the next neighborhood. And eventually they'll end up back in your neighborhood. So you have to figure out what to do about this. So what do we do with them? Uh, I definitely, I, I think that it is a combination of the 50% that are just in dire straits. We need to un, like unshackle the zoning restrictions, the property laws, and all of that stuff that, that prevent people from helping the homeless and prevent the homeless from just you know living on public land in a way that doesn't hurt anybody and allow people to help them in ways that doesn't hurt anybody. That's step one to me. Uh, Spike Cohen had that big, nice big thread about like tiny home communities and, and the cost of housing and all that. That's all great. And then when it comes to the mental health thing, that's the tricky part. When you have the other 50% that are genuinely vagrant, genuinely like mentally perturbed or just extremely drug addicted, that's where you're going to have to start getting into some nuance. That's where maybe the perfect anarchy solution doesn't apply right now. And you have to kind of work with what you've got. But that's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis and an individual-by-individual right. individual basis. Well, it's like I say in, in damn near every episode, there's only two. In Missouri, there's 21 state prisons. In, in Missouri, there is only two state mental facilities. Uh, and that just shows a, a lack or a, uh, you know, where the priorities are.
you know, mm-hmm. one on either side of the state. There's only two mental facilities. They're both uh, filled to the brim, overflowing, over capacity. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, um, we could do so much more for, I mean, and of course I don't advocate for mental or fed or uh, state mandated mental health facilities because the state does everything wrong, obviously. But if we, you know, make space for the mentally ill and privatize that shit and have people put their loved ones in there, I mean, maybe that would help with the homeless population. Right. And like, like I said, maybe, maybe having a state in, like state institution, for now is required. I don't know. Well, that, like I said, is so complicated and it's an individual by individual basis because like, for example, me, when I was homeless, I shoplifted to eat so I wouldn't starve. And when I got arrested, I was not unhappy about it because that meant that I was sleeping in a warm jail with three meals and cool. So like, you know, that is very different from some other homeless people that were addicted to drugs and being in jail was awful because they couldn't get drugs or they could get drugs in jail. It's a whole nother fucking argument, you know? Right. So it's like, even then you're, you're still not solving the problem because guess who's paying for that? You are, you're paying, you're paying to keep me in there. You're paying still a paying lot of money it. to keep me in there. So, so again, it's just, it's case by case issues. It's individual by individual issues. And as individualists, we should accept that instead of viewing the concept of a homeless people as this collective entity where everybody is responsible for everyone else's decisions. Everyone's part of the blame. They all act the same. They all got there the same way. That's, you know, to put it frankly, commie logic and to see it come from self-professed individualists is suspicious as shit to me. It's a lot of them. It's, it's a lot of the community that's gone, gone this route. I'm, po- I'm posting a meme, which is so perfect of, uh, I, I took the, uh, the ANCAP ball yeah, yeah like the yellow and black ball. Yeah, and I took I took the I took the Soviet hammer and sickle with the red star and put it in the middle of it, and I'll be like, and I'm just gonna post it tonight, being like, some of y'all, bro, <laughs> you're gonna stir a lot of pots, man. You're gonna cook up some shit, dude. <laughs> I'm I'm that's what I'm best at because like yeah. like again like I feel I I said this on my post and I I feel very strongly about it that there is two types of libertarians and anarchists. There are the types that are like me to where the whole reason that I want the government gone and left out of it is because I feel like me as an individual can do a better job with my money and my energy and my labor than they can. Right. And these are the people that go out and fix roads on their own time, who clean up their neighbor's yards, who help their neighbors, who, who if they see a problem, they become the solution. That's my form. That's what anarchy and and libertarianism means to me. You have the other side that are literally the only reason they want the government gone is so they can do whatever they want and be left alone. Yeah. Now, like, like morally, I guess morally is not because I do have a moral judgment, but I guess like philosophically, there's nothing wrong with that second group of people. And obviously being an anarchist or libertarian, I would never force them to participate in their community or solve problems or whatever. But I am not going to entertain that we are the same type of people. You know, the, the guy, the guy that wants Ancapistan just so he can run his pri- his business and and fuck hookers on his property and yeah. forget forget that the rest of the world exists and he, they're not responsible for anything in the world is not the same as me. You know, so yeah. And I do judge those people accordingly of, of, you know, you, you want the government to go away and then hope that all of these problems just go away with it. And if these problems don't go away, you have no responsibility to fix them. Yeah. And, and I do not agree personally with that at all. I'm not. Well, it's, so, it's so funny that you mentioned that I like, I tweeted out and I and who the fuck in their right minds at this point will live in the cities anyways. Like we're talking about the homeless in the cities I avoid Kansas City with every fiber of my being. I mean, every now and then I'll go clubbing with my wife, but I mean, you know, that's on that's her desire, whatever. But like, who the fuck at this point, seeing COVID, seeing the 2020, it, who the fuck wants to live in the cities? Why are you still there? This is a non issue for a lot of people at this point of like, oh, I want my child to feel safe in the city. Dude, at this point, you, if you haven't left a city, I don't know what to tell you. Right, and, and it, it's it's particularly hilarious to me is because like all of the f- complaints you have about the city are from the local government. 
and the local government is enforced by the local police department that goes along with everything they want. So your solution to the city being a shithole is to beg the people who are responsible for making the shitty city a shithole to deal with their own problem. And it's like, okay, if they were capable of doing that in the first place, the city would be We wouldn't a be in this problem. Right? So it's like, it's like, what the fuck do you mean? Oh my gosh. It. I was losing my mind with this, man. I that's why I mean that's why I stayed out of this at this point. I mean, like, you know, me, I I, I stay out of the city, Cato stays out of the city, and mm-hmm. you know, we we just kind of stick to ourselves and we hear all these city fucking problems. We're asking ourselves what the fuck who the fuck is dealing with this? I right. don't and, understand and, and, it. And, and I don't again, understand like, these people. Like every every city is different, every neighborhood is different. So just like if you're not there, then you know it's almost like you're you're totally entitled to your opinion on it, but shut the fuck up. You don't know what's going on because Kalamazoo is a perfect example of that. Of Kalamazoo has a really bad homeless population, and there's yeah. often tent cities along the river in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's a college town, so Western Michigan University is there. So you know, party town, all that. What that comes with that. the The issue is the housing there is uniquely fucked up. Because over the past 20 years, one particular family has conspired and done a lot of backdoor deals with the government and whatever to effectively become the landlord of 65% of the properties in Kalamazoo. And he is a slumlord motherfucker, and the Ooh. government covers for him when he breaks the law, when he does shady shit, and, and he outprices and predatorily uses the government to go after his competitors to make them foreclose and buy their property. This sounds like your nemesis, like the boss level landlord. <laughs> right. So, so it's, so it's like, oh, look at all of these bums in Kalamazoo. And it's like, yeah, because there's, you know, crony capitalism going on in the background and the police and the local government is conspiring with this family of scumbags to essentially put everyone on the streets. And if you didn't live in Kalamazoo, if you don't know that personally, then your assumptions of why there's a homeless crisis there would be, you know, you'd be missing important context Ugh. just as, just in the same thing with like, you know, like issues in Chicago or New York or California or whatever. Like if you don't dig into these deep enough, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I guess to lead into like my point in my story is like I, w- I was homeless in northern Michigan in a rural community. And well, I guess like rural semi-suburban. The, the biggest town up there is like 35,000 people, which is not a big town, you know, and that was like the biggest town for an hour drive in any direction. So the the main issues up there is a lot of the stuff that usually helps homeless people like public transportation or uh, homeless shelters or food banks and stuff like that either didn't exist or they were up to like a 15 minute drive away. I had just got out of a circumstance where my vehicle was like on the side of the road and I just fixed it and I hadn't got insurance on it yet. And I needed money. I hadn't had a job because I didn't have a car. And you'd have to drive like 30 minutes to go work anywhere because it's rural as fuck. So I just got my car fixed. I was just, just got a job. And literally the first day coming back from work to get my first paycheck to put insurance on my car, I was pulled over by a Michigan state trooper. They took my license away. They impounded my car and they gave me a thousand dollar ticket. Ooh, wow. Yeah, because that's Michigan. So I, so I had to... Uh, move out of the place I was living at at the time because I was already at the end of my rope with it and being like, well, guys, I'm going to get this job and I'm going to be able to pay rent next month. This could be fine. Well, now I don't have a car. I lost the job. I don't have a license. And I now owe $1,000 to the government that I have to pay or I go to jail. Right, right. So essentially I went to Petoskey, Michigan, which is like a medium sized town. And I lived in baseball dugouts and I worked under the table for a local grocery store making like 35 to 60 dollars a day slowly keeping all of my money in a shoebox that i kept under a fucking pillow in my tent in the woods that i was sleeping in and that ended up getting uh that ended up while i was gone being found by the police and they took all of that and threw all that away because i was no So then I had went to sleeping in baseball dugouts and couch surfing and whatever I could do and saving up money again, barely avoiding going to jail while still feeding myself while paying off the court fine, whatever. And that was three months. And only after doing that long enough to get my license unsuspended, did I get a real job and then like two more weeks of working at the real job before I could put a down payment on an apartment and I got myself out of the situation. 
So if you're going to come to me and tell me that like the whole reason I'm homeless is because of the cops, essentially, if the cops did not fuck me, I would never have been homeless. And you're telling me that that's unleashing the police, man. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> it. That's the definition of unleashing the police on the fucking homeless. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, so you're going to tell me that you would have, in, instead of doing anything to help me or change the situation, if you would have came to that baseball field after hours while no events going on and saw me sleeping in that dugout with a ratty ass bank blanket when it's fucking, you know, 42 degrees outside when it was getting closer to like fall and stuff like that. And would have said, oh, the solution to this is just to, to grab that, you know, pull the cops and drag them out of the baseball dugout, throw all the shit in the garbage and, and make them go away. It's like, OK, fuck you. You know, like I so I took it a bit personally. I will admit that. But it's oh, like, Mags, we only want them to go after the bad guys. Yeah, it's like fucking crazy. They know who the bad guys are. They don't know who the bad guys are. I'm being sarcastic yeah. for the people who don't understand sarcasm. Obviously, Mags, you know, you know, sarcasm, but like. These people, I mean, you send a do- you send a frothing at the mouth dog after a target, and you expect him to understand the difference between right and wrong. Half, and, and it's I always say half. I, I want to be, I want to be honest. I want to be, uh, you know, respectful of the guys who had the good intentions that were misled, like myself. You want to send the frothing dog with the bad intentions after the people who after the right people. They're going to shred everything in their path. I mean, come on, man. We've been down this road before as libertarians. We've been down this road before as anarchists. You know what the answer is. It's not the easy solution. Obviously, if we would have robots who could scan someone's eyes and say, this guy is a murderer. We know he's a murderer because of past transgressions. Know he's a rapist. Obviously, of course I'd want that. I want the murderers in the ground. I want the rapists in the ground. I don't like prisons. Everyone on the show knows I don't like prisons. I'm a prison abolitionist. Get rid of prisons. Release all the nonviolent offenders. Bury the ones who have aggressed on others. Okay? But we don't have that. Okay? You want to talk about a quick fix solution? There is no quick fix solution. These people, half of them are bloodthirsty monsters who would join a gang if the police didn't exist. Yes. And, and, and especially when you get into big cities, explicitly work with the gangs under the table. But that, you know, I digress. So it's just like, you know, if I'm using myself in, as an example, it's like, okay, if you kicked me out of the baseball fields in Petoskey, then I probably would have went down to the beach and slept in the cove there. And if you would have kicked me out of there, then I probably would have gone out into the woods in the public park. Kicking and, the can. Yeah. And, and if you would have kicked me out of there, then okay. Like if eventually you got me out of every place I could sleep in fucking Petoskey, then I'm probably going to hitch a ride to the next town over and find a place where the local police hasn't figured me out there and sleep there. And now it's someone else's problem. And, you know, when you get down to it, they'll be like, well, you should be kicked out of there. And I'm like, okay, so you're saying that I should just fucking die and you don't care. And I'm like, okay, cool. You're not like, I don't view you as a, as a human being to me. So like, sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, like, it all boils down to your egoism, you know, like, okay, I'm going to ask to be here. Okay, now I'm gonna be here because even if you tell me no, now I'm go- now I'm gonna go a next step further. You know, like that's the logical conclu- like or succession of things. I don't know if that's the right phrasing. Right? Yeah. It, it it this is the whole thing I talked to with Clint too. Like with the eviction crisis, is like you can have your principles all you want, but there gets to a point where if you just like you know just the, the the thing with libertarianism and even though i don't identify as a libertarian i could argue their point you know in in a good way the whole point of libertarianism is you're supposed to be able to argue that the cons like people being assholes and selfish and racist and not giving a fuck about anybody are unfortunate byproducts of the cost of avoiding a collectivized state that will do it three times as worse it's like, okay People seem to forget that that's supposed to be an unfortunate byproduct and not something you happily embrace, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that seems to be the big issue I see with a lot, a lot of people. And if you get to the point where you just deny the humanity and fuck people over enough, they are going to get mad, they're going to get their pitchforks and guillotines, and they're going to fucking eat you. And there's going to be a lot more of them than there is of you. And so, you're going to be on the other side of that. So what you do you have say, to do a cost analysis at some point, you know? What do you say to the Hoppians? I love the Hoppians. They align with us depending on who I'm talking to. 
they hate the state. Hoppians argue that we need collectivism sometimes. What do you say to them? Uh, I, I vehemently disagree. And I, I hop, hop, hop and Rothbard are like the two that I disagree with them the most heavily on some philosophically, some just in attitude, but yeah, like I, I vehemently oppose the, the, the Hoppian argument that you need collectivization and that collectivization ever goes anywhere fucking positive and that it doesn't always result, doesn't always end up resulting in, you know, an out group being formed, no matter how small of it is in these situations like i feel like a lot of hoppians argue like well you know things will be there'll, there'll be less hatred and conflict and whatever when we get our like all white fucking ethno community whatever that we're allowed to have and it's like that's where i grew up and i could tell you the moment black people aren't around people started discriminating against poor people and people started like having weird ethnic hatred like Polak is still considered a racial slur where i fucking come from like you know so, <laughs> yeah. like, okay that's, that's like that's that's how rural I'm that's some old dude. school shit dude yeah dude so it's like it's it's just ridiculous to me that you know even in in bleach white fucking european countries okay like then they started dividing into witch hunting and started you know like like it's you're always going to get to this and Again, you can argue that these are unfortunate byproducts, but then you have to act like these are unfortunate byproducts. And right, not like, okay. Not like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, enabled to be a piece of shit because there isn't any laws. If you view it that way, then fuck you. I don't care, you know? Okay. Um, would you like to talk about any of your other, I mean, uh, your any, any of your other law enforcement interactions? I know that you had one a couple months ago uh, when they, they, uh, what is it they they raided your house while you were gone yeah actually my uh, my door is only held closed by a piece of string that's hooked up to a screw to the wall right now it's really fun but uh <laughs> yeah what happened man Did, i mean i've gotten no updates on that no one's gotten any updates on that i, I don't I, think and if I, you don't want to talk about it, you don't have no, to yeah. i'll delete I, this no, I, I, I posted it, but I guess it just got lost in the traction that the final thing I heard about it after sticking my lawyer on them is they finally admitted that it was a, uh, it was an anonymous welfare check on my property. Anonymous welfare check. Anonymous welfare check where they knocked on your door. It's held together by a piece of string and they, they trash your place and they leave. And well, then my, my, doors, my doors only held on by a piece of string now because they booted my door to welfare check me. And okay. thank God you had enough money to hire a lawyer to hassle them to tell you what the fuck is going on. I know that you went through several different agencies trying to find out who even did it. Yeah. And nobody wanted to admit up to it and nobody wanted to like agree to it. But there's also like, like there is some understandable thing there because the without getting my lawyer involved, the police department aren't really obligated to answer the questions of a random individual about what their cops were doing, you know? Yeah, like, right. I, that's, that's I can great. call the dis dis dispatch and be like, why were you in my house? And they're not required to tell me. Unless, that's you great. Know. That's awesome. That's exactly who I want sick on the homeless population. That's right. exactly who I want to target people who have nothing, who have no money, they don't have anything. They don't have a door to kick down. They have a tent to kick down. They don't have anything to hire a lawyer with. That's who I want on the case. Yeah. Hell and yeah. So, so after, so after finally, like the lawyer comes to me and like, okay, like there was an anonymous call for a welfare check on your property. They said that somebody was in danger and blah, blah, blah. So like, I, I don't, I didn't get the specific details. Which but could I'm be assuming. anyone, mind you. Like the amount right. of people who have doxxed you is yeah. absurd. That could be anyone in the country. I could, I could have essentially gotten swatted, you know, more or less. So like, you know, the faceless individual does that, whatever. And after I learned that, I, I talked to my lawyer because my lawyer had essentially been doing this for free at this point because I don't have any fucking money, you know? And they're like, okay, well, now that you at least know what happened, you can, we, you know, we can try to go forward with a case to sue them, but it's going to be very difficult because, uh, you know, once again, to bring up Kalamazoo, there's a, a recent example of the cops essentially destroyed a fucking woman's entire house while trying to get a criminal that they were chasing. And 
they're trying to take the, the police to court for it, but qualified immunity. So he's like, you, you can spend a whole bunch of money trying to take the local police department to court over this and get them to admit it and sue them for the damages to your property or whatever. Or, and that's going to cost a lot of money, or you can just let it go. And I'm like, well, I don't have any money right now. Nobody wants to take this case up pro bono. The only things that were damaged was my door. So I'm essentially asking for like $250 in restitution or something. And I'd have to pay thousands of dollars in court to fucking get it. Right. So it's like, okay, I guess we're just going to drop it. And I made a post about that, but that might've been on the account that got banned. So, well, one of the accounts that got banned. Yeah. So that's essentially the long and short of it, of, of who knows who could have been my neighbor, could have been a stranger on the fucking internet, sick the cops on me. They broke my door. They went through all my shit and then they left and- like, okay. Do you think qualified immunity would cut down on this stuff? Yeah, if you got rid of it, 100%, because you'd actually be responsible. For so would you, would you agree with sick the, the police after the homeless if qualified immunity was, was, rid, was done away with? Qualified immunity is no more, and I'm, they're only looking out for the bad homeless, the murderers and the rapists. Yeah, like on a case-by-case -case basis, I would be infinitely more comfortable with it because I know that there would actually be consequences if they fucked around and made a mistake or went too far or destroyed someone's property. That's the that's the main thing that, um, again, I feel like libertarians should be all over this and it should be a subject of conversation, but they just like don't seem to care about the homeless of in a lot of like police and districts and cities and whatever property is not considered private property unless it's inside your home and if you don't have a home then your property is subject to whatever the cops want to do to it mm. and that as, as staunch defenders of private property i feel like we should talk about this more about how the cops can just be like you know it's one thing yeah to defining kick, private property right it, it's one thing to kick me off of a public park and say i have to pack all my shit and leave it's another but to destroy thing, my shit yeah that's a, a completely shit. different ball game Right. Like, like if, you know, I, I feel like this would be different if, you know, Dave Smith was parked in a Walmart parking lot in his truck and he was told to leave. And Dave's like, well, my wife is inside the Walmart shopping. I can't leave yet. And they drag Dave out of his car and torch his fucking and then, car and, and, and torch his fucking car. Then, you know, put that in perspective. That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I, I mean, man, you know what? I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm a big advocate to, to get rid of qualified immunity. I mean, I'll, I'll, form a coalition with anyone uh to get rid of it but um, that seems as far off as closed borders or getting rid of welfare or opening the borders completely like or you think but you know it just think, seems so far been, off i think there's been several states and a whole lot of cities that have repealed qualified immunity with the help of libertarians in some instances in the last year I really know, uh, maybe i'm just a black-pilled asshole What's, I mean, I, I'd hope, I'd love for a qualified immunity to be gone completely from every agency across the country. Yeah, that that's that's just the thing is news is very selective. You know, they don't they don't want to talk about that. That's what the same reason why they didn't talk about Rand Paul's bill to ban no knock raids. Right, so, the Breonna Taylor Act. Yeah, nonetheless, no, yeah. named after Breonna Taylor, and they yelled, people yelled at him, say her name. And guess who all those people were? I, this was another, like, a lot of people like, oh, this was BLM, this was BLM. Well, it came out later, quietly, and no one's talked about it since. Those were Nancy Pelosi staffers. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Those, I didn't those know are, that. Those are all, those are all part of, they, uh, wow. not all of them, not all of them, but the organizers and a significant number of them were volunteers for Nancy Pelosi's There campaign. you have it, folks. Nancy Pelosi staffers. That's hilarious. How mm -hmm. fucking predictable like now that you say it i'm not surprised right exactly. obviously of course i'm not surprised <laughs> these people are stupid they're centrist they're fucking establishment shills of course i'm not surprised but i mean of i i have to be told that because i, I mean i i wouldn't know you know the corporate press is not going to tell you that of course they're not going to tell you that because they're establishment wow so how do you feel by the way now that we're on this topic how do you feel about uh Spike Cohen and his beef with BLM, they disavowed him. Oh, I, I think that's I think that's stupid as fuck. I think Jafari doing that is stupid. I think everyone who attacked uh Spike over the Rittenhouse defense is stupid. Because that's just the main thing, is like, like you tried people, to stay out of this. I know that. Yeah, uh, but I I, I, vent, I eventually like weighed in on it. But um 
I, I just try to stay out of the written house thing in general, just because I viewed it as a massive fucking psyop. And I've been proven insanely correct on that. And I've had many fuck you, I was right moments. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, like a, a lot of people think when I'm like, stop infighting and stop being ridiculous and find common ground on people, they try to couch it in like, I'm only talking to the right. And I just think that the right and Dave Smith and all these people are dumb because they just won't suck it up and just work with BLM. That's not what I'm saying. That criticism equally applies to people on the fucking left who, who find anything to be mad about and anything to be divisive about. If both sides fucking do this. And I am critical of anyone who does that. And I also am critical of anyone who burns bridges over quote unquote one bad take, you know? So like I am, I am, I am very personally disgusted with Tom Woods and Dave Smith's take on this, but a lot of people are like, okay, well, fuck these people forever. I'm never going to trust them again, blah, blah, blah. And they throw a giant temper tantrum. I'm not that. In the same way that like, I think Jafari acted like a fucking clown towards Dave Smith and acted like a fucking clown to Spike over the Rittenhouse thing, but I'm not going to burn the bridge over them because they had one shit take. If I burned everybody over, like I, I am an egoist. If I burned everybody yeah. over what I viewed as a shit take, I would have no friends. <laughs> so like, yeah, so, like, that's, that's just the main thing is being like, okay, well, Jafari, I think you're wrong here. And Dave, I think you're wrong here. And we can argue about it. And then I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And I'll happily work with you on this thing. To Hot people, dog. Man, people. you're going to get some beef for that. Right. I yeah. will say from both sides, from all sides, you're going to get some beef from that. But I guess that's the story of a unity guy, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone just finds this like they define. I, I had my whole rant of when I was like, you know, I'm done with activism now for, for the near future. I'm not going to events or organizing anything or anything like that. Oh no. And, and the reason I made that argument is like, people don't realize that they have, they have all these tripwires in their fucking mind of like, if they're wrong on X, then I'll never work with them again. And they have hundreds of these fucking tripwires. And it, it just seems to be desperately looking for any excuse to break away from people and to cause divisions or whatever. And that is that, you know, Jafari's tripwire was being pro Rittenhouse. And, and I think that if someone, like, like I even said in the post, if you are not willing to work with someone to ban no-knock raids and end qualified immunity because you think they have the wrong opinion on Rittenhouse, you're a fucking idiot, you know? And then other people that are burning Dave Smith for the homeless thing, I'm like, okay, if you are not willing to work with Dave Smith to end genocidal fucking wars all across the planet because he has a shitty opinion on the homeless, then you're a fucking idiot. And that applies to everyone you know so it's like yeah. that's how i feel about it oh man i mean i i don't understand people like it's 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 the closed-mindedness they have to check all the marks on my box in order for me to the support them in order for me to make a public opinion like i i don't understand like we're all we all have most of the same goals a majority of the same goals and all, honestly this homeless argument doesn't fucking matter because whatever we feel right now will not affect public policy so like are you seriously going to disavow someone for saying like well i don't know i don't think uh hoppa was right on that and you're going to give them the finger or like i don't know i think uh homeless people should exist in general you're going to disavow someone for that that's fucking preposterous preposterous yeah this like, argument the whole, means the whole, fucking nothing the whole the whole thing right now of like like fucking there's there's a block vermin supreme campaign going on why do people want to block vermin supreme because he doesn't like hop because like, okay, he said so, hop is a scumbag yeah yeah well that's what i also think hop is a fucking scumbag because like, whoa no here, here's the thing i'm, I'm crazy I'm take that. no here, here's the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna divide this up so okay. there is hopianism which is different than hop as a individual Okay. Hop as an individual has described homosexuality as abnormal, as aberrant, and should be removed from polite libertarian society in his Ooh. own book. So, okay, Hop, just just like with the founding fathers, we can argue, you know, the founding fathers own slaves, but I like their ideas. Okay, Hop advocates some libertarian ideas that I appreciate, and a lot of things that I might agree with, and in a particular form of anarchism, I don't view as is egregious, and I think people who like that form of anarchism are not inherently bad people for liking it. I okay. think Hop as a living human being that I could get in a car and go have a conversation with right now is a piece of shit. Okay. That's all. <laughs> so like, and, okay. and, and be surprised when, like when you, when you write a book, you know, I have the, 
I can pull it up right fucking now. Well, really, you know, quickly. Yes, right here. So, likewise, in a covenant founded for the purpose of protecting family and kin, there can be no tolerance towards those habitually promoting lifestyles incompatible with this goal. They, the advocates of alternative non-family and kin-centered lifestyles, such as, for instance, individual hedonism, paratism, nature environment worship, homosexuality, or communism, will have to be physically removed from society, too, if one is to maintain a libertarian order. Now, again, I don't think Hoppians are bad people. I don't have a, a knee-jerk hatred for Hoppian ideology. Hopp wrote that in a book. And he's alive today, and he has never apologized for it, and I think that makes him a piece of shit as a fucking bisexual man who just told me that I'll have to be removed from society if we'll ever have libertarianism. Right, right. Sorry. You know, if that makes you mad, whatever, you can believe what you want. My personal opinions on someone makes you pissy, then you fucking hero worship them, and you can suck my balls. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, even if you don't believe in unity, if you, I mean, there, there comes a point where it's like, Okay, if you want to get anything done, you have to make coalitions with people. Right. I mean, and how are you supposed and, and, and to even, expect I'll to even, get anything done right. without I'll even be I'll even be very clear here of like I considered myself a mutualist. I think Prudhon was a piece of shit because Prudhon really didn't like women and had some spicy things to say about Jews. But I am still a mutualist. So it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's that easy, people. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, I, it, re it, it really took a lot to get me out of like my Rothbard, Roth, Rothbardian, my Rothbardian bubble and just like learn other fucking, uh, actually it took you <laughs> to, uh, and I reached out to you and I reached out to, uh, I think it was Dustin to talk about, uh, Sterner and, uh, to get out of my Rothbardian bubble. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, pick and choose, man, pick and choose from, uh, you know, different, philosophers and uh don't fucking hero worship don't fucking take the man as as uh as the philosophy is you know right yeah like like a lot of people just saying like well Rothbard bad people bad people can have good ideas right yeah like separate separate the individual from the ideology my opinions yeah. on hop as an individual says nothing about his explicit ideas and if you conflate the two you're crazy in the same yeah. way that people are making the argument of like well it's not the libertarian position to be against unleashing the cops because rothbard said it one time yeah so, okay rothbard is not the fucking like omnipresent king of fucking libertarianism sorry you know <laughs> like these ideas evolve they change there's different interpretations rothbard himself went through several different phases of belief in his own lifetime oh Such yeah stuff, at know? one point he was a republican and that's <laughs> yeah, fine you know at the time that's what it called for and you know you could agree with that or you can disagree with that doesn't matter he has a lot of other writings that you can pick and choose from yeah, Murray Bookchin used to be a fucking Marxist-Leninist and a Stalinist, and then he became an anarchist. Like, people change. So I could- I really like Bookchin. I could argue for Marxist-Leninism using one Bookchin quote, and then fast forward 20 years later and use an argument where he says Marxist-Leninism is bullshit at the same time, and both hero worship Bookchin and think his word <laughs> is fucking law and confuse the shit out of everybody, you know? like oh. It's that easy. So that's the answer to the homeless problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm yeah, kidding. <laughs> the roundabout, uh, the roundabout way to that. Um, do you have anything else to add? Nope, I feel like that that pretty much sums it up. And I'm, I'm okay. glad to be able to long form get these because Twitter's fucking horrible. A nightmare it. and a cancer and a plague to society. Do you? I know you already have more followers than me, obviously, of course. But would you like to add your plugs, regardless? Yeah, so uh, um, I'm still selling anarchy merch, phone cases, flags, posters, t-shirts, and stuff at a conspira-t.com slash shop. So that's still there. It's still my main source of income. So I appreciate if anyone does that. Um, I'm on Substack where I do writings about cops lying about shit. So that's important for this. You yeah, the Johnny Hurley one was great. The Johnny yeah. Hurley one was dope. You should read it does yeah, no, very it, it, good by johnny he's working on another one i know i'm sorry mag i gotta get i gotta get this in there i'm very excited about it. you're doing the other one it was about the philadelphia incident where he shot where the cops shot an eight-year-old girl yeah that that one's on agoras nexus now that's fonta bitly i finished that like a couple days ago I'm that's already moving, out yeah and i'm gonna be moving Excellent. that over to my sub stack probably like literally when i get done with this but um yeah that it's it's 
that one is particularly bad. So you can find my writings there, either at Agoras Nexus or on Substack if you just look up Magnus Panvidia. And my new Twitter is ego and its own with the O being a zero. So that's that's easy to find me. Just embrace the the Sternerism full full scope. So that's where I'm at now. I have a YouTube, but I'm not really doing anything with it for the near future because my internet is fucking sporadic and garbage my uh my internet goes out like three times a day and my power goes out like once a day and i pay for the best internet you can get from comcast so take that for what you will conspiracy or not so yeah that's where you can find me <laughs> all right man i appreciate you coming on thank you i appreciate it too baby have a good one all right you too <laughs>